0: Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Well, Welcome to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast. My twin brother and I are excited. This next couple, our next guests, are fantastic leaders. You're surely going to be energized by them. They're so positive so energetic, and the things they're going to share with us are sure to keep you inspired. Well, today we're thrilled to have James and Becky Zhang. They're transformational coaches, entrepreneurs, and they help people to live a life of design through education, mentorship, and even ministry. They help to optimize people's health through wellness, actually through their wellness, 360 community, and coach individuals to develop what we call online side hustles through their recession-proof program. James also runs the Morning Mindset Podcast. If you're looking for that jolt every single morning, you're going to get it from his Morning Mindset Podcast. And this is where he shares practical wisdom on how to make proper mind shifts to accomplish more impact and success in their lives. Welcome to the program. How are you guys doing, James and Becky?
1: We're doing awesome.
2: Amazing. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Absolutely. Anything dealing with twins is awesome. My wife is a fraternal twin, yeah, so that makes me an honorary twin.
0: twin. So there for, you go, she's part of the club. Exactly. You married well, bro, that's what happens. You married well. True. So so tell us who are James and Becky Zhang and what drives or motivates you?
1: Absolutely. So funny story, before we were even dating or anything, um, she was my top leader, and we were running a business. We w- we both went to UC Berkeley. We were originally intending on being a medical doctor and an optometrist because we're Asian, and that's what we're kind of supposed to do. And fell into business. Love personal growth and mindset and everything. So we worked together for many many years. And after we graduated, we both decided to take that journey on further because we love seeing people break through because we started as people that didn't think we could break through like that so that over the course of the over the years has merged into a calling to to really help empower others and whatever dimension that there is. Um, But that that's what drives us for sure.
2: Yeah. And I think especially growing up from Asian households, we're very traditional, right? We think the only way to success is becoming a doctor, lawyer or engineer. And, uh, you know, when I find out that it really isn't just one path to success, and that really opens up a lot of excitement, because we all are people with unique gifts, um, that we're here to offer to the world and it's just really amazing when you find your path and your, your calling and your mission, um, because you don't feel like you're working at all, you know? Yes, mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. This is Danny from time to time while we're having a podcast today, uh, I will say, this is Danny or David say, this is David. As we g- begin to speak, I'm super excited to have both James and Becky on as they stated earlier today, that's just phenomenal. We, we all come from this Asian household. I know when I was growing up, I was supposed to be the, uh, engineer or doctor my twin brother was supposed to be the lawyer that's oh, just man. how it was I, I went to engineering school had a uh, double major undergraduate physics mechanical engineering had a computer science degree and mba all that other stuff yeah. and today i don't do any of that
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we're all entrepreneurs on this phone call even my wife just similar to the, what james and becky are going through she's also an entrepreneur as well mm. and and she comes from an asian background and you know what? She's not an engineer either. So (laughs) we all decided to say, Hey mom, dad, we love you so very much. We went down the path. We got the degrees, but I think we're going to try something unique and different. And that's what makes it so awesome today because both James and Becky are going to really focus on mindset today. And you know, one of the great things about them is that they have this thing called the morning mindset podcast that David mentioned earlier. I'm just curious why the title of the morning mindset podcast. I mean, what came up with this jolt of caffeine. and Davis talking about what was the reason the, behind the title?
1: Absolutely. It's a great question. And there's a saying that if you can win the morning, you can seize the day. Mm. And if you look at any top performer in any industry that there is, whether that's athletics, business, um, uh, ministry, it doesn't matter. They tend to be pretty organized and they tend to have a, some type of morning ritual. And they tend to also have some type of nightly ritual, but really it's the morning. And it's that time when you can get quiet, that time where you can set your intentions, that's that time where you can get organized. So that's something that's really helped me in my personal and professional life a lot. I'm a morning person. I know there's some people here that might not be a morning person, but it's nice to have some type of ritual sit down. Becky's person. not like that. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely getting there. But um, the reason why we came up with this was we coach a lot of our teammates. We coach a lot of entrepreneurs and one of the biggest things that I noticed was you might get a good talk, you might get a good training a good lesson, but at the end of the day, what needs to drive home is some type of daily ritual or habit. And if they can't do a morning right, then the rest of the day probably isn't going to be right. So I came up with this idea, let's do this 10, quick, 10 minute, 15 minute thing in the morning and um, then it evolved. And it said, Hey, this is pretty generic, I think this could offer a lot of value for the world. And that's where it came from. It's it's, it's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. And I have to add, um, I'm not a morning person, but we all wake up eventually. So I listened to that morning mindset podcast. Um, and I think especially being entrepreneurs, it's just, you know, we all know, like attitude mindset is like 90% of the game, you know, most people um, give up before they even try anything. So our mindset is definitely very key and the skills are easy to learn when you're excited, when you're motivated, you can learn anything, you know, most things are learnable, you know? So um, that's why we think it's super, super important.
0: I love it guys. And I'll tell you some of the aspects of wake up in the morning can be challenging for some people, Yeah. but getting up, getting your mindset focused in the right way, picking up even, your phone and saying, I'm going to check out this 10 minute, you know, really jolt of energy from James. And and some of them are, are really, really awesome. Well, actually I can say this. They're all great, James, but there've been a few of them that really stood out to me. And I really love how in many of them you kind of go with, there's three things, three things, three things, three things. Why? Because our mind, even from a marketing perspective, because I didn't go to law school, my mom wasn't happy, uh, but I ended up going to a school for marketing and international business. But yet in, in marketing There's always a sense of rule of three. So you always kind of do this. There's three things, three things. And you kind of get me thinking, okay, this is simple. I can can do this. I can think that way. And it really gets you focused. So I really do love that. You Mm. focus a lot about what we call affirmations.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Now I do workshops. And in one of my workshops, I focus on uh, a workshop on mindfulness. And within that, I encompass what we call affirmations Mm. and how you implement those on a daily basis. So in your words, James and Becky, what are affirmations? How do they benefit you? And can you share some examples of what the benefits
1: are? Absolutely. Affirmations for many people, myself included, are, can be kind of confusing. At first, I remember when I heard about like a board of affirmations or affirmations that you can list out and stuff like that, to be honest... I felt like that was some weird voodoo, like, oh my gosh, I don't get this. You know, I'm a very like scientific type of person. I'm like, How? so I'm just going to lie to myself and that's going to fix me or something. And to be quite honest, like I struggled with that idea for a long, long time. And it just felt like it didn't really resonate with you. I did it. And probably if you're listening to this, you're probably the type that I'd probably done it too. So, but then I started to look into the science and then I started to look into why does it work? Just because we don't understand something that doesn't mean it doesn't work. And you see kind of the reality out there. But what's so exciting now is we know neuroscience. We know psychology. We know things that are backed up where it can further that belief in an affirmation. And all an affirmation is, uh, most people, they'll list out something like an I am statement. I am bold. I am faithful. I am confident. Whatever it is, attributes that we all want to be like and i think the biggest thing about this is it's okay so just delving into the mind a little bit uh most of us are where we have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind and 95 percent of our lives are ran by the subconscious mind so what's so critical when doing some type of affirmation i've seen is the way not even necessarily what we say sometimes it's like i will or i am and Usually I say I am because you want to come from the statement, but the really big key is, and why does this actually affect us? And I'm glad that we're talking about this is to be able to say some type of affirmation, some type of future statement, but from the standpoint of already being like that. Mm -hmm. And if we can step from there, then we start to become like that as well too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, two things that came to mind as you were just speaking with that. Number one is I really feel um, affirmation. A huge part of it is you have to connect it with your emotions
3: mm-hmm. because
2: we can say things like I am successful. I am confident. I am beautiful. Like you can say these things, but if you don't feel it, it will exactly happen. Like what James mentioned, you, you feel like you're lying to yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll feel like, oh, why am I wasting time? This is silly. If other people hurt me, say like, I'll be so embarrassed. Like you have all these negative thoughts. Right. So really coming down to the emotions of and really envisioning yourself being in that state, because we all have dreams and aspirations in our minds. But how clear is that vision? If we can truly visualize ourselves being the three the you know, the, the five version of ourselves we're going to be able to much easily say things like, I am successful, I'm confident, I am beautiful. Right. And the second thing that came to mind was um, really just being able to um, because it's because a lot of people say like, oh, you know, like, is it because is it because I have to put it on paper? Is it because it has to be on a vanity? Is it because, you know, I have to write it down every single day? Like, what's the ritual? And it really is whatever works for you. And and what and and how you determine that is, do you feel more excited about tackling the day? after reading your statement or looking at your vision board or writing it down, Do you feel more excited about going out to the world and be able to serve other people? Hmm. Right. And the reason we do this is because if you think about it, majority of our minds are negative, right? How many times, I mean, if there's a camera that actually broadcasted all our thoughts, we are actually really mean to ourselves. Mm -hmm. The things that we say to ourselves, like, you know, I don't think I can do it. I'm not capable. I'm not worthy. Like all these thoughts, if you actually set it and recognized it to your own mind, it like we're pretty mean to ourselves and it makes me really think, and this is why we're so excited about our, you know, what we do too, because bringing that outside of our, like, you know, just bringing that out to make sure people are aware. Once you recognize it, it's so much easier to fix it, you know, cause I came from a very, very, um, like, I wouldn't say I was cynical, but I'm, I'm more of like a realistic thinker. And, you know, I'm the type of person when I set a goal is, is this realistic? Have we done it before? Um, but there's nothing that's like amazing that has been accomplished in the world that doesn't require some type of dreaming, yeah. right? It doesn't require some sort of vision, even the small things that we don't think is a big deal, like light, you know, like when it was invented, it was a dream. People thought, you know, Edison was crazy to try to invent a light bulb, right? But but it requires some of that. And so that's why affirmation is so important because if you don't believe it, what are the odds that you will give, that you will put all in and like 110% effort? What are the odds, you know, if you want a promotion at your job, that you will work hard and do all the right things, have all the connections and contribute to be able to do that. If you're in business, what are the odds? Are you going to go out and make that phone call and to be able to really like, pull your heart out to you know share your mission if you don't think you can build, if you can do it right. you wouldn't you wouldn't try as hard right so if we want the best results we have to make sure that we get that uh, part of our mind right
3: we'll
0: be right back after this short break we want to thank our sponsor for today's episode live love thanks Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSP Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why At Meetup and DSP Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talking Up Podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line, podcast. And we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Well, this is uh, this is Danny, by the way. That Right there, James and Becky, that was uh, nuggets of wisdom. I, I think about... Uh, As you were saying this before, when people are are first hearing about this topic, they're very skeptical, right? Mm -hmm. Then they hear, then you say, well, you can't just say the words. You have to say it, have the emotion go with it, and then believe as if you're already there. And then you also stated something that was unique is that throughout the day, we tell ourselves so many negative things that if we take a step back and, and if we actually told ourselves positive things would things be different? And the answer is yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if someone just told you nothing but negative things all day long in front of your face and th- and that's all they told you, you would never think anything good about yourself. Sure. Uh, and you're absolutely correct about that. You, James, you brought up this thing about research was done. Yeah. And you know, there was research done. that was done in the Annenberg School of Communication in collaboration with research with UCLA, as well as with University of Michigan, where of course my wife went there and $164,000 later, <laughs> I had to deal with that. Anyways, that's another story. That's the Asian thing. You have to go to the best schools, right? (laughs) Um, So, anyways, these three universities collaborated together. They Mm. actually did the study uh, with this functional magnetic resonance imaging. This is what they call the fMRI, Mm. and they actually were able to see the activation take place Mm. in the brain, this reward center in the brain, which was so phenomenal, right? So, this ventral striatum, which is the VS, and the ventromedial prefrontal cortex. These two areas alone was like the reward center mm. and then that was able to respond to more of a pleasure experience. So as we are like experimenting, eating a meal yeah. and we hear stories about athletes that go train and when they run a race or do an activity, then they sit down and they meditate and they imagine themselves running it mm. or performing that task, their body's actually doing it. Yep. And so yep. it's almost as effective as if they were physically doing the task because the mindset was working. And so we think about all this together. It's like one big gigantic circuit, which is very powerful. And you guys have been able to put together this jolt of coffee, as David stated, in the morning. Like Becky said, look, I'm not a morning person, but first thing I listen to, I got to listen to that mindset thing. It gets me up and it gets me up. So putting it all together and you're trying to help these professional business leaders run their business, run their practice, have the right mindset, how to do everything That's a lot of convincing to them and they've never done it before. So just a quick, just maybe a quick minute or two. How do you walk them through this process? How do you get them to take it and make it personal?
3: Mm.
0: Because really at the end of the day, nothing changes. I can go to the gym all day long with a personal trainer, but if it's not what I want and I don't have that desire to really want to change, I'm not going to go there. No matter how much somebody yells at me. So yeah. how are you taking these business leaders and how are you coaching them to accept yeah. and to trust and try this out and put into practice this mindset?
1: Absolutely. That's a very key question. Change is um, the only person that can change is ourselves at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is it stems from a vision and it's exactly what you said. And we're talking about even our backgrounds or Asian backgrounds or whatever mm-hmm. is the most important question to ask ourselves is what is our own dream, our own desire, whether that's a professional outcome, whether that's a personal outcome, a relational outcome, whatever that it is, it all needs to be pegged from that because the power of vision is so amazing. If we have a strong vision, I just think about a mom and imagine the mom sees the child about to get into some type of danger. Every single fiber in the mom's body screams and it jumps into action because it's a vision. And we all have that ability to have a vision. There is something within us, whatever type of belief that you have, I believe it's from a higher calling, but that vision, there's a reason there and it's a draw you to move forward. So to first document whatever that is. And then from there is to make sure that there's some type of daily ability because the way to make these changes is we're changing these habits and habits stem from thoughts. And they say, oh, Fabian, this is, probably not even true now, but to oversimplify, it takes at least 21 days to form some type of habit, but at least 90 days to make a lifestyle. Some studies say it's actually way more than that as well, too. But the idea is to put something daily that you can easily do and stack on those habits, as James Clear says, Mm -hmm. to start to almost condition yourself to become this new person. So that might be reading that vision statement, Mm -hmm. that might be looking at those goals that might be looking at those affirmations. And it's just so amazing, guys, what happens. You can literally convince yourself, let me use a powerful term, brainwash yourself to be a completely different version of you over the course of like 30 days or so. And as you change your thoughts, as that affects your feelings, it then affects the action. And it's like this feedback loop that starts to happen.
2: Exactly. And adding into what James mentioned about habits. I think the biggest mistake that people make is they try, especially if we're talking to, you know, professional business leaders, obviously we're all ambitious. We mm-hmm. all have big dreams. We all have big aspirations. I don't think work ethic is an issue.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: think the problem is we overwhelm ourselves with things that we need to change that we're just frozen. And we feel like, oh my gosh, I have to like completely change everything. But you're like, how do I do it? If I'm already working 24 seven, I already have all these responsibilities and like a thousand things on my to-do list when I wake up in the morning, how do I even start? And that's when people don't take action is when the habits are too big that they have to, they have to put in. So the biggest thing that I feel really helped me personally is to be able to break things down into small chunks, right? Things that you're like, oh, for sure. I can do this. Like I can close my eyes and, you know, and be able to like drink eight ounces of water when I Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning as part of my morning ritual, right? Like, like set small goals and do it over time and layer on. So I, I personally do a habit tracker, things that I want to work on in my life. And I will literally mark every single day that I've accomplished it for a week. And the next week I create new habits. So the habits that I've done seven days where I'm like, oh, okay, it's becoming a part of my lifestyle. And it's just a good reminder, but I don't really need to be consciously thinking about it anymore. I add in a new habit that I really wanna fix. is so things that are so small. And imagine if you just added one small thing every single week. Mm. In a year, that's 52 things that you've improved in your life and that's a compounding effect. It can make a huge difference in your results.
0: I appreciate you sharing that. This is David. Becky, you said something earlier that was really striking. I have a client that I've been working with and this week we had an exercise where we try to really pin an emotion with a memory or a thought. Mm -hmm. And that was so amazing to see just even in a couple of days since we had that talk, how much she changed. Now you went through the whole point of it could 30 days. It could be six days. It could be 90 days. And yeah, it's, it's a habit that you're creating. You're trying to do it over and over again, but it's that emotional connection. When you attach that sense of, I will be, I I'm going to be able to be this, or I see that that's when things change. So I've got to ask you an interesting question, but before I do that, I want to just put this out there for all those who are listening to the podcast right now, Stop what you're doing, push pause, and subscribe to this program. Start downloading on your favorite platform so that we can start giving you the information you want to help you succeed as a professional. Now, back to the question I have for you guys. Is it possible? Now, I know I'm going from a set of optimist people to another set of optimist people. We tend to just see that anything can happen but is it possible to be overly positive about your affirmations? Is it possible that you could be too gung-ho and too excited that you just go through the motion?
2: That's a really interesting question. Um, Personally, I don't think you can be too overly confident or optimistic because it's always good to give us give ourselves good feels. Right. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to point out though, is you have to also be very careful about how you manage your disappointments.
3: Mm, great. One.
2: Um, you know, um, our, uh, business philosopher, very, you know, you all probably have heard of him, um, Jim Rohn, right. He talks about, you have to take your emotions to school. You have to disappoint or uh, discipline your disappointments. And that's a, that was a really hard thing for me. And I think that's why, um, I, always set goals that are more realistic and I have to like balance it out with James because he's like super optimistic we're all a total opposite uh, side of the spectrum um but not now we're coming more together Mm -hmm. after you know being together for almost 10 years but um I don't think affirmation wise that there could be because we're battling so much of our negative thoughts it's not gonna hurt you to tell yourself I'm capable I can do this. Like, it's not going to hurt you to say things like that, you know? But I think um, when it comes to like, if it's like, if you feel like it becomes emotion, like uh, on autopilot, and it's not really doing anything, that's more so an indication of we're not attaching it with our emotions. We're not feeling anything anymore. So it's not really the problem that we're overly confident about what we're affirming ourselves it's more so you haven't added into that piece of the emotion piece you know then we have to reevaluate why am i saying this you know is it just become a part of ritual like i'm brushing my teeth or washing my face and it's not really doing anything because it's an exercise it's like working out in the gym Mm -hmm. you can be lifting weights And not get any gains because you're not lifting you're not lifting heavier weights than you should or you're not lifting it slow enough so your muscle can tear down um and same thing can happen in our in our mental muscle Mm -hmm. right we can be doing the do's but not getting the results
1: it's a powerful thing Mm -hmm. on that note yeah um i fall into this trap because like what Becky said, I'm overly optimistic and I'm, very, I'm not as sensitive to these things. I, it's very easy for me to run into the motion where I can just say the most amazing things in the world, but in actuality, and that's where that God does things in a funny way, uh, pairs you up with other someone else, you know, and we need to have our eyes set on the moon, but our feet firmly planted on the ground as well, too. Because at the end of the day, what's the purpose of affirmations? It's not just to feel good. It's so that we can become that person in actuality and show up in our life, in our business, in our teams, Mm -hmm. in that affirmative way. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we need to evaluate the results. Mm -hmm. And the way to know that our affirmations are working is it's actually reflecting in our actions. Mm -hmm. So always going back to that, doing some self-assessment and thinking to yourself, all right, I'm saying these things, but is it actually generating the action, the habit, the result that I want? And if not, why? Probably it's probably what I face, which is I'm not actually facing the music and looking at the reality of my reality versus my affirmations. Do that and it'll start to change.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you guys sharing that. This is David. In my workshop, when I talk about mindfulness, And even in our public speaking workshops, which you'll see this in our public speaking book coming out soon. Mm. In it, we talk about affirmations and how to create them. I showed this clip of this young child who is starting preschool and his parents taught him very young. He's walking to school with his little banana and he's saying to himself, I am smart. I am blessed. I can do anything. And then he says it again. I am smart. I am blessed. I could do anything. And it seems cute, but they're planting in in their child this mindset of you can do anything. You can accomplish whatever you want. And Becky, you stated it so well earlier that there's so much coming at us, especially negativity. And all the thoughts we have during the day, we've got to be able to feed ourselves positivity. And it's something to be said, and you alluded to this earlier, James, that our subconscious mind is always listening.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So if we can feed it positivity and we can feed it to rewire our brain, as Dan stated in the research, we actually can see these changes coming in our lives. Yeah. So I'm one of your clients. You work with these professionals and you tell them, let's create some affirmation statements. How many is enough? Should we say one or two? And do you start with I am statements? What do you advise on those areas?
1: I usually start with their vision because the purpose of an affirmation is, as Jim Rohn says, the purpose of a goal is to the person that you become in the process of attaining that because you're never going to achieve something that you're not. So the affirmations are kind of like the part two. It's the tool to get to. It's the game. I want to make a million dollars in my business. I want to hit this type of achievement in my company, whatever that it is. So whatever that vision is, then the next question is pretty much affirmations, which is so, all right, what do you need to become? Who do, do you need to be a leader? Do you need to be positive? Do you need to be bold? So it's all those then, but planted with that vision. So it's as many as they want. Just the more detailed, the better. And the reason is um, the more details you can feed to your subconscious, the better, the more that it can understand the the clearer it is in your mind, then the faster it's going to be able to be done. So we start with that and then some type of action plan Mm -hmm. so that we can actually work on this and impress those new thought habits into action. So for example, if it's, I am a leader, well, what's an actual leadership thing we can do? Can we have a conversation with one of your teammates? Can we set that up? Can we, can we back it up? And then that'll cement that new affirmation into actuality.
0: I love it. I, I think uh, I wanted to ask this, and Becky, maybe you could share about how many maybe you give your clients to start with, but I love that you take it from a thought to there's got to be a follow-up. There's got to be an action. Like for me, when I was learning how to really come to my own conviction and confidence as a speaker, I started telling myself, I'm the best speaker there is. Now, people say, well, Dave, you don't have a million dollar retainer policy like Tony Robbins. You don't have all these speaking against. No, but when I get on that stage, I have a gift. I can give something to this audience. So I am the best speaker. And I have to believe that, right? And to get even more practical, when we were growing up, I can never beat my twin brother in a race. Like he was the fastest guy. He was on track. I didn't do track in high school. We get to college. He's beating me. And I kept telling myself, I'm the fastest twin. I'm the fastest twin. I'm the fastest twin. I finally beat him once. Maybe he slowed down. He'll tell you that. But I beat him once and I don't think I've ever raced him again. Right. (laughs) But I I got to the point where I had to believe I'm the faster twin. Now, truth be told, you know, I tell my son, your your uncle was faster than me, but I beat him at one time. Mm -hmm. And I never gave him the satisfaction to race me again. Right. But but it, it could be that simple, right? I'm the best speaker. I'm courageous. I'm willing to act on my fear, uh, face my fears. I'm a powerful creator. I create what I want. What are you doing, Becky, in terms of giving your clients mindsets? Or how many do you tell them to go after? And do you actually ever help them to craft those affirmations?
2: Um, personally, I um I'm, I agree with James that we don't really have a number in mind. It really is when you get to the bottom of your affirmations. How do you feel? Mm. Right? Like it's almost like, okay, let's, let's put down all these things, all these wonderful things. And some of the things you put on may not drive any emotions. Right. You might put it in and you're just like, oh, I really don't believe it. I really don't feel it. Right. But if you keep on writing and you keep on designing, you start visualizing and you start feeling right. So it really is uh, more of a a feeling thing. Right. So some people have way more uh, self-confidence coming in. They're like, I'm ready to crush my goals um, I just need a little bit of help. And then, you know, like right when you you give them like a, a two-minute pep talk, they're already excited. They're already in that zone of, you know, emotion, that that high vibration where they can conquer the world. And there are people that come in with a lot of trauma, right? A lot of things that are holding them down, a lot of shackles where they feel like I just no matter how hard I try, I can't get out of it. You know, so those people are going to take longer, they may need a longer list, they might need a more more description, they might need longer time to be able to condition their mind like what James was mentioning in the very beginning. So it really depends on the individual. Um, I don't think there's a magic number. uh, But I really feel like it's like when you know you achieved your goal is when you're like, Wow, like reading this every single morning is just giving me so much joy, so much positivity, so much hope and so much excitement about what I'm about to do today. And that is an indicator of, okay, now you've succeeded. And then I think the second element is those will change your affirmations will change because sometimes when you're, you know, like maybe it's a, it made me, it's a, a change in your direction in your business, or maybe it's you've already feel like you've accomplished it, certain things. Uh, you become a certain way. Now you need to level up to get to the, to the next level. Right. So constantly reevaluating that and, um, and, you know, making it better. Right. But it really is. I think the huge indicator is how do you feel after reading this?
0: Well, this is uh this is Danny. I think, um, First of all, I'm excited because as you as the both of you are speaking, this reminds me of what my wife does every day. She has her list. Mm. But when I hear her say her list at her office, we, we get up early in the morning and I'm trying to convince Dave to be part of this, this uh, 5 a.m. club. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, because I believe in this 20, 20, 20, 20 minutes exercise, 20 minutes mm. self-improvement, 20 minutes of, of, of meditation and prayer. By the time I, I'm done with all of that, everyone's still asleep. I still have about two hours left before the day starts to go after my most difficult tasks. And, and then I have the rest of the day do what my brother and I both do well, which is the gift of gab. Uh, (laughs) But my wife, when she speaks her affirmations, which is really uh, profound, the first time I heard her do it. And she gets on me about it is she doesn't just say the words. Mm. You see her, her body moves and her, and her expression. And she just, it, it seems as if, uh, she's feeling it when -hmm. she's talking. It's not a, it's not robotic. It's not a cadence because Dave and I, we, we have a program we partner with where a company can actually take your speech, analyze it based upon your, your speech pattern and things like that. Mm
3: -hmm. But
0: it's, it's more of what I take. She owned it. You know, you guys also said uh, two things that came to my mind. One was you have to create this daily habit and uh, Jim Rohn, I, I love Jim Rohn as well. And he said, two things, which is kind of awesome. Success is nothing more than a few simple disciplines practice each and every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you say, look, if you take one thing and improve on it every day, by the end of the year, you've just improved on 365 things. Look, I just rather, I just like to work on one thing, which is patience
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> with my kids most of the time. Right. Uh, because I'm, I'm a gun. I just go, 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 go. I, I'm all about going hundred miles an hour. And then they need me to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. teach and educate them on some math problem, whatever it may be. As you know, kids are, are all home at, at this moment. Yeah. So it, it's difficult for me to take my mind and say, stop. You need to focus on the present, which is right here with your kids. Okay. Um, I, one other thing, James, you had brought up. It was uh, quite interesting that you say that the individuals, the corporate uh, business leaders, it's not about how many I am statements. It's our affirmations. It's about their vision, about their goal. And one thing Jim Rome says is, if you don't design your own life plan, he mm-hmm. cause it a plan. Chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. Yep. Yeah. And guess what? They have planned for you. Not much.
3: Not much. And
0: so that's what they call the 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 what is it called, Dave? The, the hamster world What is that? The rat race thing. Whatever. Yeah. The rat race. So what yeah. you do is just spin around in circles, circles, circles. Yeah. And and that was really at that point where my wife and I we we decided to leave corporate America and go after our vision, go after our dreams which mm. as you probably both aware, and I would love to hear your opinion on this one, this one, this one uh, statement, our parents are shocked. They, 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 what, why do you want to do what? I don't understand, honey. Why are you doing this? You had a promising career in the rat race, making good money as an engineer. Yep. And I started my career. I was a uh, telecom engineer. Oh. And so your parents will look at you. My wife was a software engineer. So we all have, these engineering path. And our parents are like, well, wow, that's amazing. You'll move up the ladder and all this stuff. And we decided just not to do it. We decided to go after our dreams. So my question to the two of you is how did you sit down with your parents <laughs> and say, look, I'm going to spend the rest of my life, not only convincing people to go after their dreams, convincing people that by having a simple mindset, daily affirmation, emotion, and a simple plan that their vision of their future will come true. I, what, you, now, parents are logical and practical. What did, did your parents say, and then what do they think now after you've been doing this for quite a while? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jakowitz of pauljakowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jacobitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z dot com. Thank you for checking out the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. If you are enjoying the program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash twins talk it up. Also, consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple and comment on our other platforms, including YouTube. If you'd like to learn more and get more information, we would like you to become a guest on our future episode. Send us a message via our website at www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free thirty-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up
1: podcast. That was an interesting conversation. So, our <laughs> primary business is we sell nutritional supplements. So, imagine we just graduated from Berkeley, supposed to be a doctor, supposed to be an optometrist, and like, and literally graduated. And it was about to. We had other opportunities and said, "Mom, Dad, Mom, instead of going to med school, instead of you know, corporate." <laughs> I'm going to go sell vitamins. And they're like, <laughs> they didn't really take that the right way. No, but it, to be honest, though, the big thing that sells people, and they say that in enthusiasm is the last four letters are I A S M. I am sold myself. And the way to influence anybody is you have to sell yourself first. Mm. And that's going to sell them. So the number one reason that the spouse, doesn't approve the parent doesn't approve the friend doesn't approve is that we don't even believe it ourselves, and we go Mm. in scared so and there are times that the loving ones will out of love still say no to Mm. and whatever the dream is to be quite honest the bigger the dream usually it is we have to be ready for our closest people around us to even not understand us as well, too. The saying is a prophet is never appreciated in his own land. And that's kind of just how it is. But the dream, your dream, it doesn't come from our parents. It doesn't come from society. It doesn't come from our spouse. Mm-hmm. If a dream really means that much to you, we have to be willing and we literally are staking our life on it. Yeah. And there will come a time, hopefully that they can see that as well too when it starts to come into fruition. So I guess to answer your question is, are you willing to stake your life on that dream? Is it worth it when you went out and you started with your entrepreneur journey? It had to be like, this is it. This is it. If not, not worth it. Not worth it at all.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, from another perspective is whoever is not agreeing with what you're doing, it's not their intention is bad, right? Most people are very good people at heart, and especially our parents, you know, our significant other, our best friends. Like most people want the best out of us. And sometimes they don't agree because they don't understand. And they they just want you to have a safe and secure life, right? Like just in case, because you know, my family thought business was risky it's a lot of hard work, you don't have benefits, it's not secure and all that stuff. Um, But what you see could be really different, right? Because then you ask yourself, like, I think the people that are, um, you know, are like haters or people that don't agree with us, they're like the best like people to give us feedback. Because Mm -hmm. if you know, you heard from your family that says, oh, but it's not stable. What can you say to yourself that's like, but it's still worth it because of XYZ? because if you can convince yourself, then it makes sense to you, then you're going to be more grounded in the pursuit of your dreams, right? Rather than keep going back and forth on like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have maybe I should have, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, our parents doesn't live our life. Mm -hmm. Our parents doesn't, you know, like, it's like, They want us to be happy, right? Um, I came from a single parent household. My mom's been very supportive. She was more so just concerned when I went into entrepreneurship. She was more so, oh, but I don't want you to work so hard and be so stressed and not have the stability and all that stuff, right? So she was mainly just concerned. And those were really good points when she brought up. And then it made me think, am I willing to go through it? What's on the other side? Is it worth it? Will I build a business that's gonna give me even more security and more freedom, and more happiness and and more uh, like less stress? And the answer was yes, and that's why I went for it because I convinced myself, you know. So hearing these things from other people, yeah, it doesn't feel good, but it could be a really good like perspective if you're able to take it and be like, okay, like what they're saying has, you know, I know where they're coming from, but. Am I still willing to go for it? And if you are, then you're gonna be so strong as you're coming across challenges and overcoming roadblocks right? Um, And now after being in business for over a decade, like my mom literally, so she's, she used to be an oral surgeon in China, and my whole family has a PhD in medicine, like everybody's like super into like the sciences and all had corporate careers. And when she, um, you know, in the beginning, she was just like, No, you need to be a doctor, right? And now after seeing both of us being in business for over a decade, and the lifestyle that we have, and the type of growth, and I think that's what's really intriguing to her, like, the personal development, you know, that you're able to gain when you're doing your own thing. She's like literally telling everybody and she's like, everybody needs to have a business, you know? Mm -hmm. And she has a really good high paying job and she's still like, I need to do something else. You know, I need to do something else. She's still thinking about like ideas on how to be an entrepreneur and be her own boss and be able to really design her life. And it just, but that's, that was so worth it because we're able to be that inspiration for my family, you know? So that's what I would say about that. And I think, um, the, you know, the, the, the pushback is it's expected. Um, but I think that's, that's part of the, part of the game and you just have to be able to catch it and utilize it for your own benefit and be able to build you up.
0: This is David. I appreciate what you both have shared. And in some ways, when you hear about these stories of athletes and they become famous, they make it in the pros, what do they typically say? Well, I had a, chip on my shoulder or they said I couldn't do it. Well, you were drafted in the first round who said you couldn't do it, but there's, they've got to find a way to motivate themselves. Yeah. And even though you said earlier, there could be good intentions. They don't mean to say that. And, And for those of us that grew up in Asian households, you know how that could be in that culture. So you took it and you said, no, we're going to turn it a little differently and we're going to make it about being our best, being the best version of ourselves, we're going to be advocates for ourselves. And that's really what affirmations are. You're advocating for yourself to be the best version that you could be for you. So my question is, when it comes to your different platforms, you've got the health platform, you've got the coaching platform, now you've got the podcast. And I've been able to hear some of your work. And by the way, I, I enjoyed a lot of them, especially the one on communication. maybe, maybe proud because that's what I focus on. Mm. You had an episode on passion. Mm -hmm. I remember that one because you you mentioned how passion stems from a massive belief. You kind of made sure that was bold. Massive belief. You just got to believe it somehow. And then passion needs to be rekindled all the time Mm -hmm. because you know what? You will get hit. You will be knocked down, but you got to keep going. And then you said passion in this sense is motion creates emotion. Mm
3: -hmm. And it goes
0: back to the very point you made earlier, Becky, about affirmation. You got to attach an emotion to it. So how do you come up with these every single day, what you're going to talk about? And are these a part of fueling your own affirmations, James? And what are your thoughts, Becky? Because, you know, you could joke and say, I'm not the morning person. But you get up and you're you're listening to your husband's share. And you've been on, you, there was an episode called The Boss Lady, right? So how do you come up with these episodes, James? I got to hear that one.
1: <laughs> it's, you know, that you you got, you hit it on the on the point. And I believe this is everyone, everyone has a message, mm-hmm. which is we're all going through our own battles. We're all going through our own growth journeys. So when I'm thinking about these words and these, these affirmations and these mindset topics, number one, it's, what am I going through? Because chances are if I'm going through it, someone else is as well too. Number two, I evaluate the client to work with the teammates who work with, what are they going through? And I imagine at the end of the other line, who is it that I'm addressing this to both me, And then because I'm never going to share something that I'm not willing to talk to myself about. Otherwise, it's hypocritical. Mm -hmm. So it's on both of those standpoints. And then I think to myself, all right. Um, And I love doing this. Honestly, it's like uh, as much of uh, a help to others, as selfishly therapy for myself. Because when you say it and you teach it, and that's what I also encourage people to do as well too, to make a change. The best way isn't just, I think we should all find mentors or places to learn from. We should always be students. But I encourage people to also, while being a student, to teach it to someone else as well too. So with what you're going through right now, whatever struggle that it is, as you're solving it, who else are you helping with that? Because if you can pass on the knowledge to someone else, then that means that you've truly mastered it or you're actually taking action on it. Have you ever had a situation where you're helping someone with something? And then you're like, I should take this advice myself. That was a good. Right? It's like, so that's that's how I typically think about what it is that I got going on.
2: Yeah, because it's always so much easier to see other people's problems, right, <laughs> rather than our own. So I think uh, in one of the episodes that James did, he talked about being a river, not a reservoir. Mm. And we all hear all these amazing things. I mean, now we're in a in a day and d- age where like the information's like so abundant, you can you can literally learn everything on YouTube, right. And all these amazing podcasts. And all these things are free, like it's just boggles my mind on how people learn things like 50 or 100 years ago, because yeah. it was so difficult without internet right and now i think there's so much information one thing that really really helps me is to like find a couple things that really helps you and make it a part of your routine and a daily basis so you so you can be a master of your day you know so and and these um ideas exactly like what you said um david it just it's it's things that we're going through, it's things that we've been through in the past, it's things that we know are going to help someone, right? And some of the, one thing that I heard recently is turn your message into a message, mm-hmm. turn your pain into purpose. And these are all things that everyone, everyone has a story. Yes. So what is your message and what is your purpose for going through that? What challenges did you overcome that can benefit other people? So coming up with these words actually is not like really difficult because it's usually derived from our experiences, you know?
0: I love it. This is so exciting. This is David. And I'll tell you, I'm sitting here going, okay, I'm getting charged right now. I don't even know what I'm getting charged for or charged about. I'm just getting excited hearing you guys and, and I can't tell you what that household has got to be like. You guys are trying to out-motivate each other. But if we have to break a tie, you know, sometimes we'll go, okay, is the, one of my kids going to come in and break the tie? But well, you guys you guys actually have a way to break the tie with Coco. they got a seven-pound yeah. uh, Maltese in the house, and, and Coco could break the tie there. But let me just throw this out. If you, if you get a chance, you've got to pull up the morning mindset. The morning mindset is going to give you that, that jolt of energy every morning. And as Becky and James have shared, They take the topics from what they're learning about themselves and what they feel like they need and what they're seeing in the people they're working with. If you need that, this is the way to get it. But I want to encourage all of our listeners out there, don't shy from making your own affirmations. Start seeing your mind and thinking about where you want to go and create those affirmations. So I want to thank James and Becky for joining the Twins Talking To podcast this isn't the last time we're going to be collaborating on different platforms together, but we're thrilled that you guys can join us. Thank you for coming on to the Twins Talk It Up podcast.
1: Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for
2: having us.
0: Awesome. So we look forward to seeing everyone on the next Twins Talk It Up podcast. Stay safe. Stay productive. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.
2: Bye, everyone. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.